1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's hottest podcast network. Just a quick disclaimer. We are not medical doctors, therapists or dietitians. So please check with an allied health professional before making any changes.
2: To super gym friends. I'm Adam.
1: I'm Joe. And I'm Zach. And
2: this week in fit, recovery! Wow! The one we don't need to do!
0: Because <laughs> we don't work out hard enough. I'm done! <laughs> recovery from a normal thing or just recovery after like fucking up and injuring
1: yourself? We're going to be going through all different forms of yeah, recovery yeah, today. today. Okay. Give us point one. So. The first <laughs> Don't look at my notes. <laughs> I like. Lydia, he's a notorious you're not. cheater. You got I write to all my this. secrets in there. Yeah, you know he's a notorious cheater. Oh, I'm, cheat. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, start yeah. writing messages in the middle of it, and it's gonna look like mm-hmm. everything else just for you. Yeah. All right. So you'll be going through. You'll oh read, no! And you'll you mean see, you'll like, like,
2: give me little beautiful personalized messages? I'd hate that.
1: You're playing into his hands. You uh, were nice things.
2: You wrote them for me. It doesn't fucking matter what you have said. Hey. You stopped and considered me in your day to day
1: life. Yeah. I feel like that's a problematic. <laughs> that, that's gonna that's gonna go. That's gonna I lead to problems him. in the future. <laughs>
0: you can. He's a bad boy, Adam. You've got this. Now, oh, why? Yeah. What are we
1: recovering from? So we're gonna start with like the smallest bit of recovery that we're gonna be doing, mm-hmm. and that's going to be our in session recovery. So oh, yeah. inter set recovery. Yep. The recovery that we're gonna do between sets. Uh-huh.
0: So that's to build up our ATPPC and the.
2: The anaerobic phospho- one. A- 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 yes. Aerobic
1: and aerobic. You're not going to have so aerobic will Yeah, so aerobic's only gonna fatigue through like muscular fatigue. Mm-hmm. But that's not really gonna occur with mm-hmm. the sort of exercise that we're gonna be doing in the gym. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We will be creating fatigue depending on what we're doing. So for our really heavy compound lifts, where we go for like that one to five reps, mm-hmm. we're going to be fatiguing the ATP system, ATPPC system mm-hmm. really heavily. Mm-hmm. And in order to be lifting to the same extent, the same ability that we were on our first set for our second and third set, we want to be going for some really long recovery times. Okay. Okay. So typical recommendation is normally 60 seconds. We're throwing that out the window. We're going long recovery okay so there's up to there's evidence to suggest that up to eight minutes, mm-hmm. if not more is going to is going to continue to lead to greater hypertrophy. okay so well not greater hypertrophy, greater exercise performance mm-hmm. Bring mm-hmm. your pillow. There is definitely look if you're if you want to look at some funny videos there there's like memes of people kind of banging on power lifters where they do their set and then throw their doona over and go for a nap. <laughs> it's not entirely wrong to be honest um, okay. I'm very guilty of going for some fifteen minute rests just mm-hmm. by because I'm in quotes having conversations with people mm-hmm. because I will see that.
2: Out. Who, what person have you been working out with where you have a really long <laughs> Yeah, both of you bugger lugs, definitely. What? Oh? What you're saying is, our though, our, yeah, we're getting, like, really good workouts because we take 20-minute breaks. Legitimately
1: between. having the longer rest breaks with me will allow you to push the exercise that you're doing further. So a good example of that is, so even the same thing happens with that 12 to 15 reps or, like, more of that in our hypertrophy zone, where, for example, if we do fifteen reps at a hundred kilos on bench press, that's a fucking heavy lift. Mm-hmm. Whatever, doesn't matter. It's just the example. So we do fifteen reps on the first set. If we have a sixty-minute, sorry, sixty-second recovery, we might only be able to achieve ten reps on the next set. Then we do that again for our third, and then we might only be able to get eight or five, because there's not a lot of time for our ATP. PC to be restored into the muscles, and it's not a lot of time for the lactic acid to be removed Okay. if we had any buildup. By taking the longer rest, saying, so we go for two minutes, then we might be able to get an extra two reps on top of that. So instead of going down to 10 reps on our second set, we might be able to get to 12 reps, but then going up to that eight, if not more, even not longer, so eight minutes or more then we can really milk it out and get 14 to 15 reps for our preceding sets. So this is where in my programming for people who like train with me, if you tell me I can do a two hour session versus a 60 minute session, there won't, I won't always give you too much or too many extra exercises to do. However, what, having the longer session time will allow us to do is I can program for a lot longer rest breaks where you will then be able to push each set harder because your body's able to recover more. Okay. The that reason that sense. those are important is because when we're able to put the same weight for more reps, we're going to be putting more tensile stimulus on the muscle, which is then going to lead to greater hypertrophy or strength based mm. outcomes. Okay. okay. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. Right, so that's your basic your, your basic recovery in session.
1: Yeah, and I think some so going a little bit deeper into it as well, it's also important to understand that different exercises and different muscles are going to have different needs for recovery mm. as well. So like we we're talking about before, the compound lifts in particular are going to be the most fatiguing on the body, particularly squats and deadlifts. So Let's go for the easy one. So talking about overhead press and bench or even pull-ups, these are like these big compound movements. But when working with the upper body, there is a lot of musculature being involved. However, it's not nearly as much as being involved when we're doing squats or deadlifts. So bench press is going to recruit the chest, triceps, and maybe a little bit of the shoulder, Mm -hmm. as well as a little bit of isometric work through the wrist Mm -hmm. and some other muscles. But they're the main ones. And that's not, that's a lot of muscle, but it's not a huge amount. Whereas when we look at a squat or a deadlift, there's going to be the entirety of the leg musculature is going to be switched on, which the legs are obviously a lot bigger than the upper body. They're huge as well as we're going to need to be doing a lot more work in our core to stabilize the lower back to keep it safe as well as we're going to be recruiting different muscles in the back and the arms in order to keep everything upright and locked in place. So a lot of isometric work in the upper body, as well as concentric and eccentric work in the lower body. Mm. So because of this, it's just going to be that much more taxing. So not all compounds are made equal, the more lower body compounds, so deadlifts and squats are going to be far more taxing than our upper body and therefore may require a little bit of extra recovery than what a bench or a pull-up might. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And then so going into our isolations as well. So Mm -hmm. compounds versus isolations, isolations are going to be, there are single joint exercises, but they're also not going to be using a huge number of muscles. So there will be like the one of my old misconceptions was like thinking like compounds or isolations. It's using one muscle group. They're not going to be using one muscle group, but they'll only have one main focus where a fly will be having some isometric work in the wrist and the bicep and maybe a little bit of shoulder, but the main muscle working is going to be the chest. I am so stupid. I thought you were talking about an actual fly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> A fly Wait, is going no, I'm to... I'm talking about the,
1: the movie people. The Fly. Aye,
2: aye. Yeah. Ah, yes. The Goldblum, or, the Goldblum remake or the original?
1: Yes. All right. <laughs> the uh, good one. You heard
2: it here first.
1: <laughs> yeah, so with that, because there's only one muscle which is going to be dominating throughout the movement it's going to tax the body a lot less. So isolations over compounds, isolations will require a little bit lower recovery times. And then even going deeper into that, the different muscles, isolating different muscles will also require different recovery times where the shoulders and calves in particular, and even the forearms, they're going to be quite fatigue resistant where you can do a higher work. So higher volumes on them Mm -hmm. going into the high reps but then they'll also recover quite quickly versus something like the chest when doing flies or even the arms.
2: So, you know how our workouts should be full body? For you guys in particular, yes. Oh, I'm just talking about in general because I remember like ultimately you kind of want to be, maybe I'm wrong, in anyway. a
1: single workout or throughout the week you want to be training the full body.
2: Uh, I was talking about a single workout,
1: but so depending on your how many times a week you can train, yes. you do train upper and lower. But we'll get on you know that. Forget intellect. what I
2: just said. Then if if I am if I am working on my legs, I'm doing like a full body exercise, mm-hmm. a full body workout. Sorry, and I am working on my legs. I'm doing I don't know squats or something like that, and then I finish a set, and I'm like, all right, I'm waiting now till I can start that new set.
1: Why can I not? in-between work on my arms. Gotcha. Yep. So, the reason that we don't want to work on the arms in-between is because of adenosine triphosphate phosphocreatine system. Mm -hmm. This is why the energy systems were important. It came back. Oh, no! We weren't paying (laughs) attention! Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) there will be a certain amount of stored energy within the body. It's in the muscle tissues, but it's essentially going to be draining all of that. And so you'll be fatiguing the energy system where if you were to go straight from legs to the arms, you wouldn't be able to push the arms as hard as if you do a set of legs, fully recover from it, and then do a set of arms. So, so hmm. where does our body store that energy? It's just kind of like, it's when I say stored energy, it's just going to be created. So you're going like to burn it up. It's Okay. I'm, man, what a great question. <laughs> In oh, the okay. muscle so tissue... Stored,
2: is it centrally stored or stored locally?
1: They're going to be stored, stored in the muscles, but yep. you're going to be fatiguing the energy system as a whole and the production of it.
2: Okay, okay, I think I understand. Yep. So it's kind of like, uh, so it's, so it's stored locally, mm-hmm. but there's like a it's so you're going to
1: be continuing to produce more beyond what the local stores is. Yeah, and that is going to be decreased. So as it's well.
2: like I go to one mm. Coles. And I take all of their beans. <laughs> Sorry, I don't yep. like this international. I go to a supermarket. Mm-hmm. I go to Piggly Wig International. Yep. And uh, I go to one of I go to their Carlton supermarket and I clear mm-hmm. them out of beans. And then I go to their Collingwood one and I clear that one out of beans as well. Yep. And when I go back to Carlton and they're like, Oh, we're having trouble restocking beans, I'm like, why? And they're like, Well, Collingwood and Carlton now both need more beans.
1: Yeah. That's actually really good enough. An- yeah.
2: Beautiful. Sweet. Hmm. All right. So current analogy is supermarkets. Oh, my cool. God. Zach
1: has given us the blessing on this one. <laughs> Keep track of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be important later. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, so there's different muscle groups where they're going to be different fatigue resistant. And so the reason full body works well is that we can also feel different levels of fatigue in different ways that the body's going to recover. Mm-hmm. So there's, say, for your, like, 12 to 15 reps on bicep curls. Mm -hmm. You're going to really feel that burn in the muscle, the pump as all the blood and nutrients get sent there. And it gets to a point where it's like really tight and you just don't feel like you can bring it up high enough, Mm. but you're feeling the muscle quite strongly. Yeah. And then there's also when we're doing those low rep exercises, mainly for compounds and we're pushing it super heavy and we're going super hard. And you, what you might find is that you won't be feeling in the muscles as strongly once you finish the set but you still get to a point where you can't push it any further. You can't get that last rep out. And so the reason for that is because they're going to be the energy system versus the muscular fatigue, but then the central nervous system is also going to be playing a part into that. So the central nervous system is essentially our brain's connection to the muscle through the motor neurons. Mm. So the brain is going to be sending signals in order for the muscles to function and to contract and to do all the fun stuff that we want them to do, but that is going to take a certain amount of effort as well. Into the brain has a limit to how many signals it can send all at once for a certain period of time because that takes energy, that takes effort to do. That makes and sense. And so we're going okay, to yep. start to fatigue that as well. But we'll get more into central nervous system or long-term central nervous system fatigue a little bit later. Okay. So this is just well. basically just exhaustion,
0: just be like, I can't literally do anything more else because I can't, I can't think, I can't do anything
1: because they just have no energy left. Yeah. Exactly. That's why after doing like, so this is what I like to do for my leg days where I'll do squats, uh, Bulgarian split squats, glute bridges. And Mm. after that, I just feel tired. Mm. The muscles don't feel particularly sore, but you just feel really tired. And it's because it's a lot of heavy compounds where you're using big musculature and taxing the central nervous system. Mm. So you don't feel the burn in the muscle or you don't feel like the muscle is like Done Mm -hmm. but you energy wise, like you feel a little bit more lethargic.
2: Carlton and Collingwood have both had their beans stores resupplied, but the Mm -hmm. central processing network has been
1: reduced of its beans. In order to restock the beans, Mm. they've had to send out a bunch of trucks. Yeah. But then because they used all of their drivers up, the drivers, the truck drivers now have to go on break. So there's less drivers to go at to deliver more stuff. Sounds
2: like a great mobile <laughs> game I'd like to play.
1: Sure. That's kind of, yeah, that's essentially it's like what's going to be doing the transport of signals. Okay. And then so that's our interset rest. Now in between workouts what we want to do is have depending on the way that your split is structured you basically want to be having between 2 to 3 days Recovery between training a muscle group. So the reason that full body works when you do three days a week is because you're going to be training each muscle group, but then you have at least two to three days between mm-hmm. training again. Whereas an upper-lower split, once we get into four days, if we were to just do full body four days a week, mm-hmm. one of the problems that you occurred would be a recovery problem where you are now training certain muscle groups too close in proximity to each other. Okay, yep. So sorry, having,
2: get, sorry, please go
1: on. Yeah, if you were to do full body, so doing upper lower for four days is good because you can go upper, lower rest, upper lower rest, and now there's two days between your upper body sessions and two days between your lower body sessions. So it's giving your body enough time to recover from, as you were saying before, DOMS, which mm-hmm. stands for uh,
0: delayed onset. Uh, delayed onset muscle soreness.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. it. that's that feeling where you've just done. A really mm-hmm. heavy workout, and then one to two days later, everything sore. You squeeze your chest, or you sit down, and you go, "Oh, the muscles are sore. They're tight." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we want to wait for those DOMS to fully recover mm-hmm. before, or at least as close to fully recover before we go into a nap, into another session. Okay. And so what's... Yeah, with that, we also want to be... It's a balance between recovery and frequency, and that's where splits really take the shine. Mm. Or a a well-structured split versus like a body day split. Because the other thing we don't want to do is leave too much time between training a muscle group Mm. where it's got this time where it could be recovering because through recovery, we have adaptations. Mm. The adaptations, like the positive adaptations that we want in the body occur when we recover. So if you say... Have You're training three days a week, but your split is a push-pull leg split where you're doing pushing muscles, so chest, shoulder, triceps, on Monday. Mm -hmm. But then you've got seven days until you're going to be training your chest, shoulders, and triceps again. Mm -hmm. And so they recover by the first few days. So by Thursday, your chest is fully recovered. Triceps are fully recovered and same as the shoulders. So now that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday – all of that time you could have applied a new stimulus to the muscle for which it to recover from so that you can create new adaptations to really advance your progress right. but because the split wasn't structured well you don't so that's okay. why that's why we change it up where you could go yeah instead of like full body every day or full body for 3 days works well because you're training each muscle group you're not getting as much volume on each muscle mm-hmm. so volume being how many sets of each muscle group you use, but you are optimizing for the frequency. All right, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think yeah. you know, in a, in a way, I'm sort of getting my head around it. Yeah, all right. That's making yeah, that's making a level of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there was like these episodes, a lot of just me and Adam just soaking this in because I'm like, okay, yeah, that,
2: okay, not much yeah. that because like, oh, like that makes sure. a lot of sense. Any questions so
0: far? No
2: questions, no bits.
0: Yeah no 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 we're, we're sweet we're we're, we're, we're we're being nice we're being we're safe. churning through this one <laughs>
2: yeah we are <laughs> we're going a bit too fast let's slow this down yeah little. yeah we'll, all right let's we'll, we'll <laughs> it get a bit all right Sam uh, uh, give me a name <laughs> a place so, and an occupation
0: no 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 um, <laughs> so I guess this comes down to like in terms of recovery do do is it again is it all up to the individual of like. Say, for example, myself, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm taking a bit of time off because of injury. Mm-hmm. And so I'm giving myself that time to recover. And in doing so, I'm doing, say, more um, cardio stuff. So I'm doing some sort of like more things on the treadmill. Yep. And because of that, that's sort of like impacting sort of legs and joints and those kind of stuff. So in, in that regard, I'm sort of giving what is my... my, my Injured muscles, very much a recovery. But now I'm sort of like getting those, I don't know if it's DOMS or like, it wouldn't be lactic acid buildup because that would only happen during the exercise. That's short term. That's short term. So for like doing a run, for example, Mm -hmm. if I'm like, oh, my joints are a bit tender or like the hip flexors or those things.
1: So joints are not DOMS. So DOMS are specifically in the muscle tissue. Yep. That's just, like, sore joints. So it's not dumb. just You're like maniac. a maniac. I know, you know, I know, I know. It's not, essentially not like an joints, acute like, injury.
0: So, like, your hip flexors are a bit tight. Because, like, again, okay. for using myself yeah. as a bit more of an
1: example, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm running more or jogging more. So the thing with stiffness is that it's not great. That's kind of, like, it's not a good thing that that's kind of occurring. So stiffness is kind of the body's reaction to having... To you putting it in a position where it doesn't like, okay. so, for example, like if when we're doing running, say we're running in a particular way that it's going to be very there's a lot of force going through the body when we mm-hmm. run. And so if the muscles stay loose, so you have good mobility for say in the, per se, in your hips, mm-hmm. you might not have proper stability for that mobility. So then what happens is the muscles are going to get tight Mm -hmm. around the joints which aren't properly stable so that you can't move them into positions that would be compromising under the forces that you're putting them in for running.
2: Right. Your body's internal like cordoning off a road and (laughs) being like, get the fuck out of here. You idiot. You tore this road up. You put your tire chains on and you drove down it. You don't get this road for a little while. Fuck you. Essentially, your body spits in your face. Yeah,
1: it's like the body, it's a protective mechanism which Mm. is going to stop you from getting injured because the body doesn't want to get injured. Right. I like to,
0: yeah. And and so, basically, when it comes to sort of that kind of stuff, like, do you, when it comes to recovery, it's kind of like, how do you tell the difference between, I guess, what is an injured thing like that, where your body mm. is like, no, 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 stop, to something to be like, oh, that's like a little, like a niggling feeling, or that's just like, those are doms that I can kind of like push through
1: and do something else. I think the only real way is to just experience it. Okay, There's different, like, I guess you can take the ligaments or like the, the muscles through their range of motion and see you how that feels because certain things will feel different. Like Mm -hmm. if it's in the joint, it's probably not a good thing. The Mm -hmm. joints are not meant to be working hard during exercise. The muscles are. So joints notoriously just like, that's not a good sign. Mm -hmm. But the problem is with like niggling feelings, they're just as important to me as a real, like a full injury because that's how we get our full injuries is we ignore the niggling Okay. bits and pieces.
2: The the fun challenge of learning how to listen, I suppose, is that if you want to learn, you need to have someone talking. <laughs> In this case, your
1: body. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of those things where you hear people after they've been like training for a while say like I can really understand my body. I've mm. learned to listen to my body. And being outside or not having the ability to do that yourself, you might be like what does that mean? Mm. But it's essentially you understand what all the different or at least a lot of the different kind of variables in your life Mm -hmm. are causing your body, how your body to react. So when something changes and then your body reacts a certain way, Mm -hmm. a different way, you can now understand what it's talking about. Whereas if you're sitting down all the time, you're eating whatever you want, you're doing all these different things, you're not going to have enough stability in your lifestyle or enough consistency in your lifestyle to really understand what different changes are going to create mm. as well as you're not just going to have that like awareness of your body. All right.
0: Because for me, again, maybe I'm speaking, maybe some people might feel this way as well. It's I'm like, okay, well, I have like say that niggling feeling or mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I've done some sort of like glute work so my glutes are quite tender and so it's very much those dumb feeling but then they kind of pull like the legs and all that kind of stuff and I'm just like, Part of me is like, okay, well, I need to rest because like, I've overworked or I've worked to a point where I'm like, I'm definitely feeling it, so I should recover. Yeah. But there's another part of me, I'm like, am I using that as an excuse to not do things so then I just don't have to move because that's what I like to do?
1: That's a great question. And it's a tough one to answer because it's <laughs> going to be, like like most things in the fitness industry, mm. it depends. Fair. It's going to be individual-based. If it's a, I think the Best way to do it is to, man, it, it's really individualistic based. Okay. So if you feel like doms, well, no, just listen to your body and then start to work around. If you're going like, cool, my legs are sore, I'm not going to train upper body,
0: mm.
1: you know, there's a problem there. That is that is laziness. But with a well-structured training program, when the legs are feeling sore, you will be training upper body, so it's fine. And then when you do feel those niggling pains, you go, cool, I'm going to stop what I'm doing mm-hmm. or I'm going to take a session where I don't go as hard mm. or I take a session where I'm going to be working through this niggling issue.
0: Yeah. yes, Adam, mm-hmm.
1: This
2: feels insane to me because uh, I don't know if I'm, I, I don't think I'm like great at listening to my body, which is a funny thing to say, but also I, I don't think I could ever get confused. Like if my body is, is like we're tired, I'm like, yes. But if my body was ever, was ever like, you have put me in a compromised position, it's, it's happened a few times.
1: I immediately- But when the body says we're tired, do you know exactly, do you straight away know why you're tired? Like, what is it that's causing Which type
2: tiredness? of tiredness? So like a muscle fatigue? Yeah. Because I, I, I was working out or I mean, doing like, something physical.
1: Well, I'll give you an example. So say yeah. for myself, I sleep a lot. Yeah. And still there will be periods of time throughout the day where I'll start to feel tired. And only because I know that I sleep a lot, can I really understand that. Oh, cool! It's because I haven't eaten a certain amount of carbs yet, so I need to go eat some more carbs or whatever mm. else it is. Right.
2: I see what you're saying. I-, I suppose that yes, sometimes I get a tiredness, and I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly where this tiredness is coming from. But what I kind of meant was more when Samet was describing mm. like trying to work out when his body's like we're just tired, we're just fatigued versus Samet's body being like you're hurting me, stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, I don't feel like... I I don't know if yeah. that's just at some... I don't know what that is, but yeah, I feel like my body has on occasion been like, you are hurting me, stop. And I
1: immediately recognize that as different from... Um, no, it definitely, definitely does. And that's what I mean. You, It's hard to explain the difference between Dom's and that feeling yeah. until you do it. Yeah. Once you do it, you will know the difference. Like, you'll feel the... Soreness in the muscle and you'll be like, ooh, that feels, I think it's, I guess it's the difference between soreness and pain, Okay, yeah. where it's like, this feels sore, but it's not necessarily, well, maybe this is just because I'm a masochist and I love yeah, right. hurting my body, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like you squeeze the biceps after like the few days after doing curls and you will be like, oh, I feel mm. so sore, but it's good. Mm. Versus like having a little bit of something happen in your back and you're like, Ouch! That is that is a pain in my back. Yeah, okay. like for example, the the other day, if you recall, I um did
2: that pull up or whatever, and I you both were there, and immediately saw me be like, nah! <sighs> and one, of my arms was just, one of my arms was like, no, you no, what are you doing? <laughs> don't do and that. I kind of well, actually no, it was my so the series of events was my other arm was like, I don't feel good. You've hurt me. I don't think mm. I don't think I should be working out. And then we were doing a leg day. So uh obviously I was fine to be at the gym but I yeah I I was like what what, what if you're being stupid like I knew I knew <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless that masochist thing I was like wow, I I reckon I could do it and then my other arm maybe in sympathy was like no 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 stop it <laughs> stop. Stop. stop and that stop. was that was actually I- the arm that gave out it was the other arm not even the arm that mm. was like don't do this yeah, right. I well, was that's immediately, essentially the
1: body saying Huh. We can't do this. You're gonna, but I you can injure yourself. If you I knew I just did a stupid thing, and I yeah. shouldn't have done it. And and right. I know that so That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. See,
0: to me, I'm like I always have a baseline of I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I wake up and I'm just like tired. So I have a baseline mm. of I'm always just generally tired. And then it's kind of mm. like because I had so many chronic injuries, and then it's kind of like you, you have these periods of you know intense working out or periods where you are working out quite a lot but then as an injury happens and then you sort of stop injuring yourself so you can recover but then of course you fall into that cycle of like well now I'm fine so then you sort of have a mm. period where you're not doing anything and then you sort of go back into it and then again the sort of cycle repeats itself mm. and so for me it's very much like well I'm trying to do so hard these days to try and stay injury stay free, injury free yeah. and I'm just so cautious and so wary but mm. at the same time am I just like you, using that has my body tricked myself to be like well if you think you're going to get injured maybe don't do anything and then we don't do anything because i think my my body and yeah. brain are trying to trick me and want me to do a baseline of
1: nothing but it's also like that's that's a little bit more like into the psychology of it that would cause a lot of negative associations with any sort of exercise yes that makes a lot of like if every time i started like training hard Mm. You got injured, like I wouldn't want to continue to train either. Like, yeah. so that's like, I don't. Know, that's that. I don't think that's wrong. That just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that's shit though. That sucks. What yeah. What do you find helps you get back in? Push uh, it again. Self loathing. Uh, oh yeah, it's a powerful force. Yeah. Definitely more
0: powerful
2: than pain. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It becomes a kind of pain. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I but it's not one you feel on the outside. It's like that
2: the, the sort of situations where you're in one type of pain. So you. I don't know if you've ever heard this oh, before, yeah. but you like. There's instances where people, typically in like a survival setting, will have one type of pain and they'll cause another type of pain, like break a finger or something like that, just to give them a distraction from that original pain.
1: Yeah. Um, why, why do you think people weightlift?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no one yeah, weightlifts. Yeah, my muscle
1: hurts more than my brain hurts. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. I
2: think the most common one for me <laughs> is my back. So yeah. I think of every, every, of all the leg days I've ever done, I feel like maybe one third of all leg days, I get like a pain in my lower back. Mm. And that pain, mm. is, I understand what my body's, my body's being like, eh, something's wrong. Yeah. And I often will either go easier or change. Form slightly wherever possible Mm. or notify you if you're there. I have told you a couple times now, hey, I'm getting like some niggles
1: in my back. And we we go, stop. Yeah. Do not go any further. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that's like an important thing to understand is that pain is not bad. Mm. There's this idea of like, we want to get rid of pain. It's like, no, pain is going to get rid of itself when we listen to it. So pain is just the body telling you that you're doing something it doesn't like saying that there is something wrong even to the extent of like i don't know when you when somebody rejects you and you feel bad the body's like rejection is a harmful thing cuz mm-hmm. in in ye olden days when we were tribal community if you were rejected by somebody you'd be kicked out of tribe and that would mean Near death for everyone. That so it's
2: mean like, you go back home, and you don't get to win the one million dollars.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's like a That's survival. A, ma- sure, a Survivor reference. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, of course you didn't. Survivor, Survivor still. It's, oh on, my god, is that like, show
2: older than you? Yeah, definitely. Oh no, so is most stuff. When were you born? Two thousand and eleven. Far <laughs> out. Oh my Fuck god, Adam for a second, <laughs> like, maybe.
1: Maybe I was. Yeah, maybe I was. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about you guys hanging out with a nine-year-old? <laughs> Not good things. Yeah, no. <laughs> Taking yeah, much we're, from a nine-year-old. Yeah, we're Even letting the worse. nine-year-old train us how to weightlift and
2: shit. That's that's bad. Yeah. Impressive um, for the nine-year-old
1: though. Yeah, actually a 10-year-old now. So this idea that pain is a bad thing, I think we want to kind of change it up a little bit and just kind of Look at it from the point of view of like, what is the body? This is like the same thing. Like listening to it, what is the body trying to tell us? Mm. Trying to get rid of pain is not a good thing because it's ignoring it's ignoring the message that the body is sending. Mm. When you feel that like click in your back, and you feel it like really get tight and sore, it's because the body's gone. Oh, you've done something where we got either pushed it too far, when we have really injured mm. yourself, and now we have a slip disc, and we need that to be addressed through mm-hmm. surgery, or you were getting bloody close to that. Mm -hmm. And now where I'm don't trust you to keep using your back or moving it for a while. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make you hurt. So you remember (laughs) that you did something wrong. Yeah. And I'm going to make it so tight in the muscles that you actually can't move it into a position that is going to be harmful to it. So Mm -hmm. this is why that idea of like, when you get injured, you want to massage like Mm -hmm. the pain, massage the muscles out. It's like, Mm -mm. do not massage the muscles out there is a sort of there's a tension there that needs to be there because you did something wrong so Mm -hmm. let it be there that's funny to imagine you tricking your body into being like it's fine don't worry about it
2: look what's that over there well it's like the the same
1: thing with icing and inflammation when we get an injury and the body gets inflamed all inflammation is is the body sending a ton of blood Blood, into that area That's really good. Blood has the nutrients which it needs in order to help heal whatever it is that you've done. Mm. So to then ice it, to get rid of that blood. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right?
1: Coming like, into to that- slow down the blood flow, like that's the opposite of what we want.
2: Coming into that street that's been closed off, all the construction people there being like, "Fuck off! You're not using this road." And you're like, "Now relax, don't worry about it. That's and- good. It's good. Hey, yeah. okay. the tire chains—they're gone. It's yeah, fine. We can we can use." And they're this like, deal. "Oh, okay, maybe." And then they they walk away, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah. "Tire chains, baby! Tear that shit up!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do some burnouts, some sick doughies.
1: <laughs> As we, the mm. Super Gym Friends, love to do. Yes, yeah. Sick yes. Oh, oh, yeah. doughies. Yes, yes, yes. All day long. For cool people. Yeah, <laughs> we're cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so that's like basically going from your in-session kind of yep. recovery, because then again, you the longer you wait in between, in like to a certain certain yep. maximum point, there can help you lift more. Mm-hmm. To then just kind of like your in-between s- sessions, sets, sessions, which is then kind of just like well, if you trained your legs.
1: Wait a couple of days and then train them again. And then train don't them again. let them stay. Yeah, don't let them stay recovered. We want to continue to apply new stimulus once yeah, the yeah, yeah, muscle yeah. is recovered. And, and then, then this then is more towards injury, injury recovery. Where if something's injured, leave it be. Do not come in and try and work around an injury. Take the time off that you need.
0: So that was uh, yeah, yeah recovery in terms of an injury. And
1: mm-hmm. and, and, and is- so yeah, for injury, take the time off that you mm-hmm. need until you feel mm-hmm. fully recovered, and then what i would recommend for everybody who's been in that position is to think about why it is that that injury was caused cuz cause injuries don't just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and like a very this was something that one of my mentors was telling me was he would get he had somebody training with or well do a like trial with him start to train with him with absolutely terrible deadlift form like extreme arch in their back mm-hmm. and he told them correct your back keep a neutral spine deadlift properly but because I was eager lifting is a thing guy was like no I could deadlift heavier if I do this I, I haven't been injured by it doesn't my back doesn't feel sore then like a month later bends down to pick up a bar of soap which mm-hmm. when we bend down there is we're going to have spinal flexion yes which is the same thing that we have when we when you deadlift poorly yes the body's made to have some spinal flexion but when we do it under load what happens is there's these slow little effects, but he bent down to pick up this soap and all of a sudden slip disc. Yep. Fucked up his back terribly. And when he came to talk to this, talk to my mentor, he was like, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, like I I was just picking up a bar of soap and it's like, cool. You were the picking up the bar of soap is not what caused that injury. That's the straw. Exactly. Exactly. So taking the time to review what you have been doing Mm. to figure out what is the real cause of Mm. injury, which in this case was shitty deadlift form. Yeah, right. Like it is in many cases. Right. (laughs) Deadlifts are hard to do. Okay. The other thing we want to think about is between, is like I guess what we'll call training cycle recovery. Mm -hmm. So you and Joel, we were talked about a little bit ago, deloading mm-hmm. and so deloading is a term used for after a certain amount of weeks of doing a consistent high intensity training for i'd say really about that 4 plus days a week when you're doing 3 days a week you get enough recovery that it's probably not necessary but some hard sessions long sessions quite frequently throughout a week you're going to build up a certain level of central nervous system fatigue to mm-hmm. so think about like what we talked about before with what the is. I was trying to explain this is.
2: a while back. I mm-hmm. I was trying to remember and explain this a while back. Like your nerves get tired.
1: Essentially your brain gets tired of sending signals to through the nerves. Yeah. Into the muscles. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a more dangerous type of fatigue. Uh, I, maybe not, not necessarily. It's once again, it's just another thing to, when we understand it, when we listen to it, it's not dangerous. It's just the body telling us something where this central nervous system fatigue, the ways that it presents itself is you'll feel far more tired, even if you're getting the same or more sleep than you would be regularly. You can even, if you have like a heart rate monitor, you can check it and see that your resting heart rate at sleep will usually be higher at the times where you need to start to deload. Um, for men, it will leave a drop in testosterone, which will can present itself quite commonly as a drop in libido. Mm-hmm. And then another one is, a very common one, is a decrease in training performance. So your strength will start to go down. And you go, cool, I'm doing everything right. I'm eating properly. I'm sleeping properly. I'm pushing it hard in training. Why is my strength going down? It's because you need a deload. The way that you should structure a deload is take a week, Normally for people doing that four to five days a week, pushing it hard, it's normally every six to eight weeks that you'll start to have those recovery issues. And you take a week off where you come into the gym and you do half volume and half intensity. So the way that that works is you do half reps. So half the number of reps that you would be regularly. So instead of 12, we do six and then half the weight. So instead of 20 kilos, we're doing 10 kilos. And you do that for the entire week. And then you come back and you hit it hard again. And what you'll find is you'll quickly recover the strength that you may have, in quotes, lost. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to continue to progress beyond that.
0: Right. So is this kind of like when you hit a plateau or when you are just feeling just fatigued? It
1: can be one of the things that causes a plateau, for mm-hmm. sure. But normally you'll plateau and then start to go down. So it's, right. it's like an over overreached. Mm-hmm. So it's not... Mm-hmm. It, can be called overtraining, but I wouldn't, Mm. I'd be hesitant to label it as overtraining. Overtraining is a much more like serious issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where this is like you have a period of drop in progress just as your body's like, cool, I'm a bit too tired for this.
0: I I guess this is trying to get into that mindset of like, people be like, but I missed a whole week, I'm going to lose those gains, I'm going to lose those strength. It's kind of like in the long term, a week isn't going to matter. A week isn't going to really, you know, make you lose those gains. If anything, a week off or a week of half weight is going to improve.
1: Well, the reason, so up to 10 days Mm -hmm. with absolutely no stimulus on the muscle, so no training, you will not see any decrease in performance. There may be an acute decrease in strength just because your body's not quite, it's like has to wake up to having heavy stimulus on it again, Mm -hmm. but no chronic adaptations, no real adaptations you will not have any decrease in those Hmm. with that, the reason that it is still good to do. So that's why the reasons that we do those half volume, half intensity sessions during that deload week, the main reason I would say is just to keep the consistency of training so that you don't fall off, like keep those habits in place where you're coming in, even though you're not pushing it hard, you're still in there. So you're not going to be like, Oh, well I didn't go last week. So I guess I won't go this week. Very so no, you, know, you went last. Yes. Exactly. So you went last week, so you're gonna be going this week as well. Mm. Even though last week you didn't push it very hard. Right. You were meant, but you weren't meant to push it hard, and that's the point. Gotcha. The other thing is when we think about going back to a quite a few episodes ago, we talked about minimum effective volume. So the minimum effective volume, so the amount of stimulus that you need to apply to the body in order to maintain the muscle that you have. Yeah, right. is very, very low. Okay, that's good to hear. It's so it's about a quarter of what... Yeah, I was what,
2: about to say. I, I remember this one. It's, yeah, about a quarter.
1: Yeah, about a quarter mm. of what you need in order to make them grow. Okay. So, the fact that we're doing half of each means you're really going to be comfortably hitting that minimum effective mm. volume or minimum effective like just intensity, essentially. Yeah, just for upkeep, where it's not going to be challenging enough that you're going to continue to apply central nervous system fatigue. Mm. But... It's going to be enough that you're going to maintain. If you're really worried about losing muscle, which you won't over that seven days, but if you are worried, it's just going to make sure that you don't at all. Hmm.
2: Okay. And, hey, you know what's worse than losing a little bit of muscle? Not being able to work out ever again because you broke your back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Listen
1: to your body, guys.
0: All right. I'll do my best. (laughs) Because you were your own bane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to summarize, so we've got the uh, Mm in-session recovery, which is just having a little bit of a break uh, between sets.
1: So optimally in-session recovery for compounds Mm -hmm. to really optimize for it. You have to keep in mind that there will be time constraints for everybody with their schedules. But to optimize, trying to go for that three to five minutes Mm -hmm. between compounds, heavy compound lifts. Isolations, getting that one to two minutes mm-hmm. trying to keep it closer to the two minutes will be most optimal. All
0: right So that's the in session, then you have between sessions, yep, which is again either going for because you don't want to have like a week between leg days. you kind of yep. want to have that maybe three or four days. yeah, so and that's kind of comes down to your planning your sessions so you're yep, the way
1: you do your split. The, yeah
0: So you have that then you have I guess recovery mm-hmm. uh, for all for injuries. Uh, which can, I guess, be varied and yeah. really yeah. needs to kind of... Just
1: enough that you don't listen. feel the injury anymore. Do not work past right. it and make sure you think about why the injury was created and address mm. the reason for that creation yeah, right. after it's recovered. Right, and then
2: my good friend wasn't hitting me in the back with rocks. I know. I was just too busy
1: running away from that giant bird. Exactly. It's always scary.
0: Okay, and so and I guess for that, it's mostly like you need to kind of focus and go back to really goals when it comes down to like what you have. It really should be less about trying to be bumpy and more about
1: well, not injuring yourself. Well, not even that. It's trying to be bumpy. It's Mm. well, not even that. You have to change that. It's that the best way to be bumpy. Is not to injure yourself. So that's not the new goal. That's just like the underlying goal of everyone. Because it should be. If it's not... It should be.
0: It should be. to be pain-free or at least injury-free. And then we have... uh, Between
1: session. Between... Or between training cycles, we'll say.
0: Which is, I guess, more for your high-end gym goal. Yeah,
1: somebody who's been there for a while and can push it to that higher Mm. intensities... Yeah, you're going to do go for about six to eight weeks. Listen to your body. This is where that listening to the body becomes mm-hmm. really important, where you go, cool, I'm feeling really tired, but I'm sleeping. I normally would sleep out at eight hours a night. Now I'm sleeping nine hours, and I'm feeling more tired than when I slept eight. Mm-hmm. Something's up. I need a deload. So take that week off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's recovery. Hell yeah. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Adam. And I've been Zach. Happy lifting.
0: Happy <laughs> lifting. Thanks for listening to Super Gym Friends. Once again, we are not medical doctors, physiotherapists, or dieticians. We are, at best, bumbling fuckwits. So please check with a healthcare professional before making any changes. If you want to get in touch, send us an email at supergymfriends at gmail.com. And to continue the conversation, head on over to our Sandspans Discord or Facebook group. Links to those are in the show notes.